Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. This is Jeremy Kalmanowski and today we will uh, begin the seventh chapter of Tractate Eruvin on page 76, Ayin Val Amun Aleph. Conclude the discussion from before, but I'll, I'll focus on the material in the seventh chapter. Uh, we imagine now a couple of different courtyards, and there's the dividing walls between them. But there's a window in the dividing wall. Now, does these two courtyards uh, must they do two separate eruvin? Can they do two separate eruvin? Uh, must they do a single eruvin? Depends upon the nature of the uh, aperture, the window. Chalon shebein shtechatzerot. Is, is the question. So what is the nature of that window? And we say that if the window has a dimension of four square tifachim and is lower the, to the ground than ten, uh, than ten tifachim, that's a fist, fist width, um, then if that window gives them the option, gives the residents the option uh, of making one eruv or a joint eruv between the two. But if the window is uh, too small, not four by four, or too high, not within ten to ten to fucking with the ground, then they can't because that that doesn't really count as an aperture. Uh, similarly, the the next Mishnah on the next page, cited on the next page, goes on to say that if the if the wall is at least ten to fucking high, then uh, then they um, can't, uh, in fact, do a joint a roof. Um, if there is, we'll then talk for a moment about if there is a edible fruit on the top of a wide surface up on top of the wall, can, can either side of the residents uh, climb up and, and have the fruit? They can if it's a wide enough space. But if the wall is really uh, broken through, um, ten amot tall of, of, uh, of, uh, of uh, smash through that wall, then it's considered one big courtyard and they are not permitted to make two uh, distinct everything. Now, What's really interesting about this page, it's a, it's a theme that we've seen once before in Tractate Eruvim, we might see it once if we reach Tractate Sukkah, is that the rabbis now take up the question about a round window. A round window. Well, if you're going to talk about something round and you want to measure it, you need that special figure known as pi. You need that special ratio known as uh, 3.1415926, etc., etc., you need that famous irrational number if you're going to get the ratio correct. Uh, and famously or infamously, the Talmud tells us here that the proper ratio is uh, 3, not 3.14159, uh, which comes out to 3 and 1 seventh, approximately. Uh, rather, they, they just say 3. Where does that number come from? What does it mean? And what is the, and what is the outcome? By the way, if you you want the precise statement. It says, Kol sheyesh, on the final line of Ayin Vav Avaralif, the final line of the, of the A side, Kol sheyesh behekefo shloshat tvachim, yesh bo berokavo tefach. Anything whose circumference is three, its diameter is one. Where does this come from? Well, uh, first of all, 
for the rabbis, most importantly, and earlier in traffic, uh, everything we saw this, uh, they referred to the this large golden uh, brass basin, I think, brass, um, made in Solomon's temple, described in the book of First Kings, uh, chapter 7, verse 23, Vayas et hayam mutsak eser ba'ama misifato atzifato, and he made the this sea, big, big, large copper basin, uh, molten, molten material. Uh, it is ten amot, ten cubits from one end to the other. Uh, it is its height is five cubits. Vekav shloshim ba'ama yasobo tosaviv, and and a line compassing about it is thirty, uh, thirty amot. 30 cubits. Well, as you can imagine, in the mathematical history of Judaism and the, the sages, you know, certainly in, in ancient times, people knew that 3 was was not a very precise number. Uh, Archimedes gave us a number slightly larger than the modern pi. In the 3rd century, uh, Euclid had a number that he, he didn't have very precisely, but, but he knew that it was uh, bigger than 3. Uh, in the 4th century BCE, so in, in biblical times, it's not super surprising that uh, the Bible reflects a, a, a more imprecise number, but it's a little bit more surprising that the sage is living in a Hellenistic world several hundred years after Archimedes uh, didn't have a better number. What are we going to say about it? Uh, you can say that they just came up with a, with a very good rough and ready approximation that got the job done, and in 99% of the cases, I'm sure three worked just fine for whatever it is that they had to build, but it wasn't that precise. Maybe, as some people suggest, uh, uh, it, it's just sort of for for lay, lay comprehension. But you know, a precise engineer of their time would have known better. Nowadays, we say something like the the sun is 93 million miles away from the Earth. Well, that's obviously not a precise number. That's a general number. So so three could probably work just fine for for almost all cases. But the, the real professional architect or engineer of, of uh, ancient rabbinic times would have known better, uh, you know. Or, or you could just say the rabbis weren't very good at math. You know that they didn't they didn't have those precise details. Uh, by the time of the Rambam, it, it gets a little better. And I want to read to you from Maimonides' commentary, not on our passage, not on our Mishnah passage, but in the Mishnah passage from uh, chapter one, where this came up once before. By the way, it's also. Um, in chapter 12 of the Mishnah called Pohalot, which is about the um, impurity that a corpse imparts inside a building. And Rambam says, uh, you must know that the relationship, the, the ratio of the circumference to the diameter is a, and he, he says what we would call, we call it an irrational number, Rambam says, it's built yadua, it is unknowable. The efshar ledaver alav le'olam bidyuk. And it is impossible to be precise about it. Uh, and the, you know, professional mathematicians have told us that it is uh, three and one seventh. But and he goes on and he concludes his his uh, comment there by saying, quoting the rabbi's statement that that uh, the circumference will always be three times the diameter. And he says, the histab kubaza bechol hamididot she the and the sages accepted uh, three to one as a perfectly workable uh, measure for all for all uh, Torah needed measures. So technology, surprise, changes from ancient times to modern times. 
and uh, we measure things much more precisely than than uh, they did. It's no shame to the sages that they were not professional uh, professional professional engineers. No shame that they didn't know math as well as Archimedes. Uh, but I think it's an interesting an interesting picture of the sages and their uh, intellectual activity from our modern vantage point. Interestingly enough, by the way, on our page, the Tosafot uh, know everything that I just said. The Tosafot say pretty much everything that I just said. That the that the uh, report that is given here of Rabbi Yochanan's position, and he he attributes you know the Talmud attributes his view to the sages of Caesarea, Caesarea, uh, which have an even worse mathematical number than uh, than than the three to one pi ratio. Uh, they're just wrong. Okay, they're just they're just wrong about uh, how the mathematics actually works out. So suppose figure out a way to kind of make it uh, a little less bad. But he knows that the Tosafot know that the empirical answer is different than what they say. Uh, quite interesting to see our sages struggle with uh, what they know and what they couldn't know, and uh, struggle for truth. Thanks for learning with me today, and I look forward, or uh, we. Had I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.